Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. We want you to know that Creekwood Church is open and you're invited to join us in person or online this weekend. More information about services and in-person safety precautions is available at creekwoodchurch.com. We hope this message inspires and encourages your faith. Enjoy. Hey, Creekwood Church, welcome. I am so honored and, and humbled to be with you guys today. Um, man, I, I can't tell you how much I love your pastor and his wife, Stephen and Felissa, great leaders, great pastors, and, and to me, uh, great friends. And I love that, and the team. And you've got such a great church, great team, and I love being with you. I wish I was with you physically, but we're just a few weeks away, uh, maybe just one week away from, from getting together. And I know you're excited. I know my church is excited. I think we're all getting back on the same weekend. So, uh, Van, I love you, and I'm glad to be with you today. Now, I know this has been a crazy time. I mean, in my history of life and leadership, and I know probably for you, this has been the most unprecedented, crazy, confusing, uh, emotional, and, and, and very, very emotionally charged time for all of us. And uh, I just hope that, that you're at peace today. I hope that you find yourself encouraged. And, and I just want to encourage you guys for staying faithful to your beyond uh, campaign, your beyond journey. And I've been to that land several times with Pastor Stephen and man, beautiful, holy cow. In fact, I've told him, hey, I, when I retire, I just want a half acre, you know, in the back somewhere, uh, you know, so I can just uh, hang out in the beauty of, of that land, fish maybe in the big pond, and then go to your church. Man, I'm excited about that. And so thank you for being faithful to that. I'll talk more a little bit about that in, in a minute. But I want to continue the series that you guys have been in called Joshua. Joshua is one of my favorite books, especially the first like 10 or, or so chapters. I love the story of Joshua, how, how he takes over leadership from Moses and, and all the, the leadership lessons that there are in the first part of Joshua. It's, it's just crazy. And I'm just going to continue today where you guys left off. And I'm praying that this message helps you. I really do. I, I pray that, that you're encouraged today and, and maybe even challenged today. Because today I want to take about I want to talk about taking a step. The children of Israel, if you remember the story where you left off in chapter three, uh, they are right at the banks of the Jordan River, and they are getting ready to cross over into the promised land. And all they got to do is take a step. We're going to read some of that story in just a minute. But all they got to do is take a step. And you know, in life, I'm sure you and I both know, there are plenty of times in which you just have to take a step to get somewhere in life, to get something started. You had to take a first step to go to kindergarten even though you had to go, right? But I mean, I remember how nervous and I have pictures of me in my little blue shirt and my, my, my thing that I drew after school that first day of kindergarten. You gotta take a step. You gotta take a step on that first high dive diving board experience. I remember in my neighborhood, uh, Pendleton Park, swimming pool. They had a high dive. I mean, it, it seemed like it was 30 feet. It probably wasn't, but you had to take a step. 
He had to take a step to ask someone to homecoming or ask someone to prom. He had to take that first step to ask somebody to marry you. Now, hopefully not at the prom, but you know, it's, it's nerve wracking, but you had to take a step. You had to take a step to send that resume. You had to take a step uh, to introduce yourself to a new neighbor. And uh, there's a whole lot of examples that we could talk about, but you got to take steps in life. And it's no different when it comes to faith. And in this story of Joshua and and the children of Israel going through or across the Jordan River, we're going to read about it, about taking a step of faith. So here's how we're going to do it, okay? Uh, I'm going to read a portion of the story or scripture, and then I'll give you a point. Then we'll go to another portion of scripture. I'll give you another point, scripture and point, and then we'll close in prayer. But I hope your hearts are open. Let's start with Joshua chapter three, one through four, as a reminder, kind of, I I think y'all read this before, but verse one says this, early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River, where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the, Israelites, the, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levit- Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. I want you to remember that. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. This is very important, and this is my first point. Number one is this. Taking a step of faith starts with following the Lord. Taking a step of faith starts with following the Lord. The instructions were when you see the Ark of the Covenant, when you see the Levitical priests carry, and and, and they were representatives of the presence of God, following God, they said, now, that's when you make a move. That's when you take a step. Because you've never been this way before, so you just follow the presence of God. Have you ever decided to do something on your own, a decision that you made, and only to discover it was the wrong decision. It was, it was the wrong move, right? Have you ever been there? I mean, all, all of us have. Have you ever looked back on, on a marriage, maybe? Look back on a business deal, or, or maybe a job, or, or maybe even a college you went to, and you realize, looking back, you're like, man, if I would have just only followed the Lord rather than followed my own mind or heart or decision, Taking a step of faith is, is about, it's not about taking blind leaps, right? And it's not about, oh man, you just gotta stick your, your neck out there and, and hope for the best. No, because the Lord says, hey, you just follow me. It's about being intentional about following the Lord. And, and I know for this story, right? It's like, well, John, this was a physical thing. They followed the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, it was a big box and, and they, the Levitical priests were, were carrying it. And, and that was a little bit easier than what we have right now because we just have to make decisions and hope that it's God. Well, let me give you a practical plan to follow what it means to follow the Lord. And, and really, this is about decision-making. And the first decision, obviously, is is you make a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. But after you've made that decision, how do you know that you are in God's will? How do you know when 
you're actually following the Lord and not your own emotions, following the Lord and not your own common sense. There is a pattern that I've lived by or tried to live by um, found in Romans chapter 12, verse one and two that I wanna give you, I wanna read it and then I'll give you the practical plan. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. That's, that's, that's the first part of this. That this is the first step in, in following the Lord is you just give everything to him because of all he's done for you. Let them be your life, your bodies, be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Listen to this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. Don't copy the customs of this world. In other words, don't make decisions the way that the world makes decisions. They just look at the numbers and they go, oh, this is better. They look at the deal and says, oh, this one's better. Well, it's not always better, and you and I both know that, in, in, in following the Lord. Sometimes you take less money because there's way more purpose. Sometimes you, you don't move and make that move across the country because it's going to affect your family. It may be better for you in your career or even financially. It may appear to be better, but maybe it's not. Does it make sense? And it's not wrong to move across the country. It's not wrong to take a new position. All I'm saying is, first, we give our bodies to God. First, we, we don't copy or we don't just mimic the world in the way that we make decisions but we let the Lord transform us into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, listen to this, you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. As the Israelites were following the presence of God, you and I in making our following with him as, as literal and as best we can, here's a practical step. You ready? First of all, you got to surrender everything. You say, God, I want your way. I want your will, not mine. Second, you consecrate. And this is what Pastor Stephen talked about last week. You consecrate yourselves before the Lord. You say, I, I don't want to follow the copy or copy the, the customs and the behaviors of this world. It's not just about making decisions. It's about aligning yourself with God. It's about consecrating yourself and giving your life to him. And then spiritual disciplines, letting him transform the way you think. The more that you're in the word, the more that you're praying about what you're doing, the more that you're around godly people who can give you wisdom and great counsel, this is spiritual disciplines. And then that's when you take a step. It's, it's, I mean, I know it sounds easy, right? It's, it's, it's really not that easy, but it really kind of is. The scripture says that you can know God's will. So when I talk about following the Lord, I'm talking about surrender, consecrate, spiritual disciplines, and you start walking. That's what following the Lord to me, that's what making great decisions that's what taking a step means to me. And that's what you guys at Creekwood have done in um, your Beyond campaign. I mean, you, you prayed, you sought the Lord, you surrendered, you consecrated yourself. I, I watched the services when you guys were praying over the land and, and decided, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna build a campus on the west side and the hundred, what is it, a hundred acres or a thousand acres? It feels like, man, it's so big. But that's what you did, right? You just said, Lord, we want your will, not ours. And we believe you've given this to us. 
And I cannot wait to see when that construction is, is finished. Because you, you, you as a church, collectively, you took a step. You prayed, you consecrated, you surrendered, and then you took a step. Now let me ask you this. Is there anything that God is asking you to take a step on that you're hesitating? Is there anything that the Lord has asked you to take a step and you're saying, not now, not yet, not right now? I want to encourage you right now to follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. Now let me read the, the next passage of scripture in Joshua. You ready? The priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream and the river, river will stand up like a wall. Now, this is much like Moses in the Red Sea, or the, yeah, the Red Sea, as they crossed over, as the Pharaoh's army was chasing them. Well, here we are, Joshua's leadership, and the Lord says the same thing. He says, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop the flow of water and you're gonna cross over on dry ground. Number two, number two is this. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, let me read the rest. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the Lord of the priest, or the feet of the priest were, who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, that stopped the flow. Let me give you number two, point number two. Taking a step of faith is usually required before the miracle. Taking a step of faith is usually required before the miracle. Now this is, this is hard. The, the, it says the banks of the Jordan River were overflowing because it was harvest season. Have you ever, how many are afraid of water? Anybody afraid of water? Just like, hey, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Right? I, I'm not necessarily afraid of water, and I've been on a cruise, you know, in the Caribbean and in, in the Gulf of Mexico one time, and I'll be honest, and I know some of you are gonna go, What? I love it. I didn't like it. I don't like being out in the open water, crossing, you know, from the eastern seaboard of the United States over to Europe does not in it does not impress me. It does not make me want to do it at all. Being in the middle of the ocean. Uh, is just not appealing to me. Now, I'm not afraid of water. I'm not telling, saying that. I'm just not, I would do it if I had to. Some of us are the, that, that way when it comes to stepping out. Here's, here's what we think of in stepping out across a river, right? Now, this is beautiful, right? And, and see how calm and peaceful, and you can just cross over. It's like, that's oh, no big deal. I can, I can do that. And many of us want this to happen. We want the Lord to do this, but many times it really looks like this. Right? And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to take a step in that water. I'm not saying the Jordan River looked quite like this. I don't know. Maybe it was worse. I don't know. But it was overflowing its banks. And they had to take a step. And when the priest stepped in, the water was flowing. When the priest stepped in, the river stopped. Many times, You've got to take that step before the miracle happens. Here's why. Let me put it on the screen like this. If you're waiting for the miracle to happen before you take a step, you'll probably never move. 
And, and if I'm looking at that water, I'm thinking, okay, God, you stop it downstream and then I'll take a step. But I love the, I, I love the, 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 the Lord and the way that he works in our lives because oftentimes he just doesn't work the way we want him to work. He requires us to, to, to step out so that we can trust him more the next time. You remember the story of, of Peter and the disciples in the boat, big storm and the waves are crashing around and, and then they see Jesus walking on the water. You remember this? And, and Peter looks out and he sees and they finally figure out it's Jesus. And, and, he, and he, it's almost like without hesitation. He says, hey, can I come out with you? And can you imagine the conversation inside the boat with the disciples? They're going, hey, Peter, not a good idea. Hey, you're not Jesus. This guy is, he is the son of God. You're not. Stay in the boat. Be safe. Stay here. But Peter took a step of faith and, and the waves were crashing, right? And you know the story. He took a step of faith, took some steps, and all of a sudden he got his eyes off Jesus. And that's a lot of times what we do. We get our eyes on circumstances. We get our eyes on things happening around us. Even when we take that step and we're not following the Lord, we just go, oh man, we freak out. Hey guys, listen, here's the deal. When taking a step of faith and you're wanting that miracle, you want what's on the other side of the Jordan, you want what you're praying for, and you take that step, just keep following the Lord. Just keep following the Lord. The miracle will happen, but you got to take that step. Let's read on in Joshua chapter 4. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. Next verse. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, listen to this, your children will ask you, what do these stories mean? Stones mean, sorry. Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. Number three, taking a step of faith needs to be remembered. It needs to be remembered. More than 20 years ago, um, my family and I moved from Nashville, Tennessee. We're from Texas originally. Uh, but we came from Nashville, Tennessee, where we were uh, youth pastors at a great church in Nashville. And we moved to Frisco, Texas. At that time, Frisco was 24,000 people. Now there's almost 200,000, but it was a huge step of faith for us. There was no church here. We had no building. We had no land. We had no friends. We didn't know one single soul in this city. And I remember having discussions. Our oldest, her name is Macy. She uh, was in third grade. Our second son, Connor, or our second, who was a son, who's our son is Connor. And then we had Madison and Cassidy. Now, Madison and Cassidy, they were too young to really know, so they didn't really care about moving. But uh, Macy and Connor, boy, they did not want to take that step. They did not want to move, and rightfully so, right? They have their friends and their church that they'd grown. That's the only church they'd ever known. And 
now, 20, almost 21 years later, we sit around at family dinners and gatherings. Not every time, but a lot of times we go, wow. Do you remember when we moved? You remember the apartment we lived in? You remember how we used to set up and tear down church every single week? Do you remember the 50 people that showed up on our first day? They remember. And they look back at those times and they understand what it took to take a step of faith. Now, 20, almost 21 years later, in four campuses and a lot of people who have come to our church and, and a lot of lives changed. A lot of lives have turned from their way of living and they've followed Jesus and they've accepted Jesus as their Savior, been baptized, been married here, had their kids. Many things have happened good. And we look back at that moment of faith where we just stepped into the water not knowing if the miracle would take place. And it's much like Creekwood Church. Stephen and Felissa and the team, they had no land, they had no building, they had no friends. I had a few friends, I'm sure, but, but it was just a step of faith. Creekwood, you know what that's about. You're, you're, you're on the, the banks of your Jordan River right now as a church, and you're getting ready to, to take that big leap, and you've already taken it, and waiting for that miracle. And I am so excited for you and I can't wait to see it. But I want to ask you a personal question and, and just ask you, is there anything the Lord is asking you to do and to take a step of faith in, but you're waiting for the miracle rather than taking the step? I want you to know that the times in your life that you can look back and record the 12 stones that, that served as a memorial for what would happen. And you would tell that story generation after generation and the, the, the Jewish people look back to that story even to this day. How many times has God been faithful to you? How many times has God proven himself to you? And now you're at this step God may be asking you to serve in student ministry or children's ministry. God may be asking you to give beyond your comfort zone. God may be asking you to take a step of faith with your neighbor and ask him or invite them to church. Maybe it's something totally different, but I want you to know the times in which he's been faithful and you can look back and, and the memorials in your mind. Guys, take that step and don't be afraid to follow the Lord. That's what we learn. That's what I learned from Joshua in this short little passage of chapter three and first part of chapter four is taking a step starts with following the Lord. Taking a step is usually required before the miracle and taking a step, it needs to be remembered because in five years, in 10 years, you're gonna look back at this moment and go, man, I'm glad we took that step. Guys, you'll never know the miracle God has for you on the other side of your Jordan if you never take that step. Creekwood, and whoever you are right now in your living room, your den, your family room, media room, bedroom, wherever you're at, what's God asking you 
to take a step of faith in. Don't be afraid. Follow him. Take the step. And remember, God, you are so good, and your stories in the word help are there to encourage us, especially the Old Testament. As, as we look back and we remember those stories, read those stories, we're encouraged in our lives. And I pray for every single person at Creekwood Church listening to this message. I pray that you would speak so clearly to them personally and to them as a church corporately that there is a miracle on the other side. All we have to do is be, be faithful to follow and be faithful to take a step. And then when we see the miracle, let's record it. Let's remember it. God, I pray for every single person, perhaps watching, that doesn't know you, has not surrendered their life to you. I pray that today would be their day. And that God, they would, they would invite you to be the Lord of their life, to be the leader, to be the boss. And God, the miracle that awaits them in their life, in their family for generations is unbelievable. And I pray for obedience today in every way. We love you and we are grateful, grateful that you invite us into the story to take steps of faith. We do it today. We say yes today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Are you new to Creekwood? If so, we're glad you're here. For more information about our church and how to take your next step, please visit the Connect page on our Creekwood Church app.